I'm Kevin O'Coin. And I'm Brian Ackley. This is another episode of Life in the Rough, the podcast. Welcome back. Yeah, it's good to be back. Good to be back. I uh, I hope I don't need to leave early due to influenza. That that, that would be a tough look. Um, you know, I, a lot of a lot of um, crazy things took place this past weekend over at Riv. Um, a course that has been known for crazy things to happen. Um, yeah. We had we had a WD, we had a DQ, we had um we had a 62, we, we had, had a course record. We had people missing cuts. We had it was it was a very it was weird because it was a very eventful tournament, but like really other than Hideki firing super low on Sunday, not in a good way. Like nothing about the events were necessarily positive. Everybody was sick. Tiger yeah. yeah, that's not it's not good. Um, when everyone that uh, you know, all the guys that are in contention, uh, even some guys that aren't in contention, but it appeared. I wonder if more people had the shits, but maybe they weren't as big name players, and no one cared. No one was like, "Oh, I wonder where Maverick McNeely's going." Um, I, th- those are not shots fired. McNeely's a hell of a player, and I don't even know if he played last week. Um, but I, he did. I, wonder, I think he played well. Yeah, see, there you go. Um, I'm just wondering if there were more instances of this than, you know, we only heard a couple. Cantley woke up with a fever. Tiger had influenza. Um, uh, Jordan Spieth had a stomach bug. Um, I have to assume there was a lot more cases of it just because – the only people that you really heard about, like that being a factor, was Tiger, and it was the reason he WD'd um, Jordan. And it sounds like it was kind of part of the reason that he was DQ'd um, and Cantlay because he screwed the pooch on Sunday. So I have to think there's more guys in the mix there that um, were in that in that hot pot of the flu. But um, just yeah, a weird a weird week at Rip. There's like a really there's a weird ominous feeling around the Genesis now. And I like, and they might just need to call off the tournament in the future. Just make something different. I don't know. It, uh, yeah, not the best look, uh, certainly not the best look, um, for, for the event themselves. Uh, all right. So let's get into it. Let's get into it. Um, where do you want to start? Tigers WD. Yeah, didn't, we, can, didn't, we can start didn't, with Tigers WD. It didn't look good. I mean, he played all right on, on Thursday. Um, and he just seemed a little average. Uh, yeah, to a, a be expected. Average going into to Friday. And, you know, I, I guess if he had a little influenza, you know, uh, that shit, like, wiped out tons of thousands of people i mean like this is this is legit like if he had influenza um and not just the flu um, well it makes sense because so many other guys in the event were also having similar symptoms but at the same time it's almost like i don't know like there's been a lot of talk around like does everybody believe that that's what happened you know what i mean and it's like it would be a really easy cop out for him to be like yeah like i have the flu but the thing for me is tiger's always been the guy that like 
he sucks it up. Like he 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 right. has crazy back pain and he plays through the tournament. He has like a broken fucking leg and he's ripping three irons off of the cart path. Like it's like now he has the flu and he he might be able to make the cut. But but then again, I think back, I'm like, dude, like when I have the flu, like I I can't even fucking get out of bed. Like I can't even like get my dog let my dog outside without being like, oh my god, I can barely do it. So it's just kind of hard to to know what to believe and where to stand on it. But I, I, I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt here. I think he he wants to play so bad. I don't think he would just like be like, oh, no, I'm out. Yeah, no. And I like, I don't think it was, I, I agree with you. I think a lot of people are questioning, questioning his integrity. But like yeah. at the end of the day, like he didn't look that great. Um, he, and if, and if the argument's like, oh, well, he didn't, he was going to miss the cut. Well, maybe. Maybe not like it. There's certainly some gettable holes out there and it's not like he was nowhere near the cut line. He was either on the cut line or maybe one over when he withdrew and he had tons of holes left to play. Um, yeah. So I, I think I, I think I'm erring on the side of believing his, his the, the flu was the situation. Yeah. It's just unfortunate. Um, now it, there's just always something, you know. Yeah, we've all got. That's that's kind of what it comes down to. It, it, it's he, like, like his. Uh... Go ahead. No, go ahead. Oh, I was gonna say, like it. I I agree with Tiger Woods. There's always a story, and like it just kind of makes you question it. Like we all have or know those people who like they they're always gonna give you a story of some kind, and you're just like, all right. I mean, sure, I'll I'll go with well, that. Like. Uh, his but, shank on Thursday. He's like, oh, my back, my back was right. fascinating. I mean, but it's her... like, dude, it's fucking, <laughs> sorry, we keep cutting each other off. But I think back to what was the tournament back in the day? I want to say it might have been like Bay Hill or something like that, where he um, he was having like the back issues or whatever, right? But the only times that he like crumbled down in pain it would be like right after a really bad shot. And like, yeah, like I can see how like the pain would cause you to hit a bad shot. But like, if you're ripping at your driver, if you hit a good one, it still probably hurts your fucking back. Like that's gotta be painful. Um, yeah. So don't like wince only on the bad shots. You know what I mean? Like that, it's that kind of shit that I'm like, all right, buddy. Um, Yeah, no, I completely agree. It just, the, the, the back spasm thing on Thursday, like it, I just, I don't know. I remember someone in our group chat was like, I can't wait to use that excuse. And I was like, for real, except I don't actually, I wouldn't because if you're not someone who has back spasms, like, are you really going to try to use that excuse? And how stupid of a fucking excuse does that sound like? I mean, Tigers had back issues, but like, if you just heard someone in your men's club, bring that up, you'd be like, what? Are you the kidding? thing is, too, like, even if the back spasms were the reason, for, like, all you got to say is, like, yeah, I just shanked it. You know what I mean? Like, you don't need to have an explanation for everything. It's like, it, like you know, remember, like, growing up playing sports, there was always the kid on the team that, like, he'd be getting yelled at, but he always had an answer. Like, there was always a reason. Like, he was always like, it's like, dude, like, I don't need your answer. Just be like, you know what? I won't do it again. I won't fuck up next time. Like, that's kind of where I'm at with this. It's just like, yeah, I shanked it. it uh, that's There's no, like, you don't need to explain it further. Than that. I think that's all we got to do, especially... For a guy like Tiger that like very rarely gives anything in interviews. Like you don't need to be giving us detail like that. Like you're only giving us detail when you're trying to make an excuse for yourself. You shanked it. Get over it. Bro, I was that kid. I- I'm telling you. Like <laughs> I 
on, on my little league baseball team. And like, this is, this is my grandfather's brother-in-law who is essentially like our coach. He was a coach for all yeah. my like cousins. He was a fucking man. But me in my, the way I was from nine to 12 and it lingered on probably after that a little bit longer is I was a fucking hot yeah. shot. I had my fucking stick fitted. I had my Ken Griffey Jr. Um, sunglasses. Of oh, probably... I can picture you. You'd be the kid with the armband these For days. For sure, I dude. I, I, I was yeah. playing second base, not realizing that that's like where they put talentless people in the, but keep them in the infield because uh, there, no le- so yeah, there, there were no lefties essentially. So I really did get the ball hit to me a lot, except for the scrub who swung late. Um, yeah. But anyways, We'd be in practice. I'd be diving for balls. He'd be like, you know, if those sunglasses weren't on your head, you would have probably got to it. And no matter what, I would have something to say. And he ended up calling me AA, which, you know, years later, isn't a nickname you want anyone to, you know, to know, like for you to be referenced as, but it stood for alibi Ackley because no matter what, I always had an alibi for, yo coach, he, he, he called me off. You didn't hear him. Like he, I always had something to say. And, um, looking back on it i should have uh you know just shut the fuck up yeah that's that's kind of what, where i'm at with the, the the tiger situation like the flu thing like yeah like if you're backing out you obviously got to give a reason for why you're backing out like that's fine with me yeah you have the flu whatever but like the shank thing it's like dude just like yeah i shanked it i don't know like it happens it happens to the best of us like scotty i think I forget what tournament it was last year but he shit remember that shank he hit on like some par three sprayed it into the woods and somehow managed to get not up and down, but like save bogey. Yeah, I mean, and it happens. I think, I think it was Cantlay on Thursday this week, or I think it was this tournament. Uh, like a two hundred yard par three, he hit the ball like one hundred and sixty yards. Um, yeah, I mean, shanks happen. It happens. Um, yeah. it. I I feel like we've been seeing them so much more because the coverage has gotten better about showing players. There's still a lot of work yeah. that needs to be done in, in terms of the coverage, but I just feel like you see a lot more shots or there are cameras on them. So even if they are, we're not seeing them live, you see them after the fact. Um, so that was a disappointment. Um, you know, I, I lost my tiger woods to make the cut bet, which is pretty shitty. Um, you know what I want to know too, Kev, I understand he didn't make the cut, but did do you think DraftKings also took people's money that bet that he would miss the cut? Uh, or do you think they I avoided bet... them? That's a good question. Yeah, I all I got know. is great questions. Um, and I don't care. It's it's it, it it's in the past now. But yeah, no, that kind of pissed me off because um, I I googled it because I was like, I swear that I could have sworn these were voided in the past and i could be wrong but they updated all of their terms after the wm when no sorry after pebble when everyone took advantage of the system and bet Wyndham clark after the fact yeah so they updated all their tncs on january 28th i don't know if that's one of the tncs that they updated but when i googled it it said as of our most recent update of our terms and conditions on january 28th 2024 if a player withdraws uh, after the start of the tournament, it will be counted as a loss. And I'm like, well, fuck yeah. You. Well, that's that's historically how it's happened for, like, if somebody w if you put a bet in and somebody wds on like Wednesday night yeah. and you had a matchup, they void it. But if they play two holes and then wd, then you 
for lose. your matchup. Yeah, no, I. So I, I don't really I, know how it would. What would? I don't know. That's a good question. I'm not sure. Yeah. If somebody well, bet him to miss the cut. That's also a stupid bet. Was that an option to bet him miss the cut? Oh sure. I mean, his option to his odds to make the cut. Um, when I talked to you about it, I want to say there were plus one hundred five. Or maybe want minus okay. one hundred five. I don't know. It got up I'm... to like minus one twenty five. So if it's minus one twenty five, you've got to assume that they put out like plus odds or somewhere similar odds that he would miss the cut. I, I guess I'm just saying it would be a stupid bet to bet anybody to miss the cut in that event, just because of how that cut line worked. We bet it for odds, right? Right. Because but... of how few amount of people are going to miss the cut, the odds are probably a lot right. higher. But yeah, either way, um, I, I I'm not one to make great bets. That that continues to happen. But um, either or, let's continue with with this event. Um, so another big name player uh, ended up not playing the weekend, <clears throat> and that wasn't necessarily because of his score. Not that he was really in contention, but Mr. Jordan Spieth ended up getting himself yeah. disqualified for signing an incorrect scorecard. Um, and then leaving the scoring area, which was in the women's locker room, definitely a place he could have used the bathroom. Um, yeah. And just didn't want to poop in there. I get that. I mean, yeah. it, imagine it's a mad, quiet spot, and like everyone's just like the the TV's even on mute as they're watching people come in, and you're just right. Like, fuck yeah. it, like you you got, but yeah, no, it it yeah. wouldn't have been a good look. I mean, granted, you're fucking Jordan Spieth, and you make more than everyone that's in that room. So, I mean. Everybody right. shits. Uh, Charlotte's got a book that says everybody poops. So some poops are louder than others. Um, but tough, tough beat for the man. Um, yeah. I. Do you have like an opinion on that? Oh, I think he should have got disqualified. I don't I don't care. That yeah. He. So here's my thing. And do I think that the PGA tour should probably change their rules? Uh, if it's a shot link event and they actually have every single person shot tracked. Sure. If you can give a half hour back to every single player and you don't have to have 30 extra volunteers, I, I'm making these numbers up. I don't know what it is, but if you can somehow streamline this process, I'm cool with it. If you don't want to, I'm cool with that too, but I'm not okay with just the outrage, which I feel is outrage more because people bet him um, as opposed oh, to. yeah. Yeah, because he wasn't going to win the tournament. Um, and, okay, right. he could have shot the course record, too. Why? I don't. I didn't see it happening. But it, any other level of golf competition, think about if you were playing against someone and they wrote down a score and beat you and they wrote down the wrong score. There's no way to check that except right. by you confirming, you keeping their score and going back and confirming. He didn't look at Tom Kim's scorecard. He just signed his name and fucking bounced, which is, I don't know. Maybe that's more common than than not. I, I have no idea. But, like, it, I, it, I guess where I'm going with this is, like, people cheat. And I don't think Jordan Spieth is a cheater. But put in a different name, and it could be. Like, there have been guys on the Corn Ferry Tour that have gotten fucking kicked yeah. off for shaving strokes. And, like... I don't know. I just feel like some integrity needs to be there. I think what happened, it, it sucks in the way it happened. Like, yeah. he left the scoring area. Like, I, I do think that there sh maybe should be a little bit of flexibility with that part about it. Like, 
give them a half hour. Like, hey, you can go take a shit. Come right back. Let's talk about this. Um, but I don't know, man. Putting down a par, uh, putting down a bogey when you got a par in a legit competition for millions of dollars, hundreds of thousands of dollars, every place counts. I, if if the rule is you get disqualified for writing down the wrong score, then I'm sorry. I you have to be disqualified. Yeah. So that's what I was gonna. I think we have like the same opinion on this. Basically, like, do I think the with the infrastructure that the PGA Tour has and all the technology and all the eyes on every player at all times? Do I think that they could probably change the rule specifically for the PGA where like, honestly, like the players on the PGA tour, like they have scores that walk with them. Like they shouldn't have to keep their own score, but the rule is like, the rule is you, you get DQ'd like, like by the rules, like he, he violated. So he should be DQ'd. I get that. Um, There's been a lot of talk too. It's like, is the DQ, egregious i think in this isolated incident it seems great oh he accidentally wrote down the wrong score because because he was running to the bathroom he's about to shit his pants and he got dq'd like yeah it seems ridiculous but somebody could do that on three holes and then like just like giving the people that are saying like, oh give him like a two-stroke penalty like i i don't know if i agree with that necessarily i, I think the rule in place is fine but i also I, I can see how people were kind of annoyed by it. Like, there's like, we all know what he shot. We all know exactly what his score was. And like, he had written, wrote it down wrong and didn't verify. So I don't know. I kind of go both ways on it. But I feel like for the PGA Tour specifically, we, we could have a, a different way of of doing it. I, I don't, I guess I don't know. Yeah. I don't think it would have been a story if it was Carl Yuan. Right. I, I just I I, do, I don't think people are outraged about the rule. I think people are outraged understanding the rule and then hearing that it happened to Jordan Speed. Um, 100%. Yeah. The I think the an issue and probably one of the reasons why they kind of need to keep it is because they don't have that technology in every single event when they're playing like three courses. They might only have shot link at like one or two of them. Um right. So then you're well, like also- Think, sorry, think about like these, um, like the full field events versus the um, elevated events too. Like keeping track of 160 guys out there playing and like every single shot, like that's why those guys keep their own score. Um, so yeah, I guess I guess I don't really think the rules should be changed now that I'm now that we're talking this through. So well, yeah, and, all right, I'm fine with it. Yeah, because I think just going forward, it would then have to be so exclusive to certain events because. Yeah, the LPGA tour doesn't have shot link. Um, Corn Ferry tours don't all, or I, probably none of them probably have shot link. Like, is it all right? We only care now on the PGA tour. You don't have to keep your score. Um, right. I don't know. It just, I which is, I feel like it's like just that. something that, like you. you you could bitch about old man golf all you want. Like the um the giving people advice thing that happened with Tiger this week and Gary Woodland yeah. and flashing a number. First of all, they're looking in his bag. They can see what club Justin Thomas doesn't have in his bag. That's not against the rules. All the time. Right. What is against the rules is giving people advice. What falls under that rule of giving people advice is telling people, giving people information about what your shot is. What it's probably the the probably what am I fucking trying to say here? Where this uh, rule probably stemmed from is 
actual advice. Like, Hey man, I played that 10 yards uphill at 165 yards, like that sort of advice, or I putted four inches outside of the hole and it's going to break back in. Not let me look in your bag and see what club he hit because it's pretty fucking easy. And you can just look at the caddies who flash it to the uh, broadcaster, the cameraman. So like, I find that rule to be really intriguing and interesting too, because at the end of the day, I can't tell you what I hit, which is giving you an advantage, right? Yeah, you which can say it as loud think, as you want to your caddy right in front of me. like Right, but you can look in my bag to see what I Like, it kind of seems backwards is what I'm trying right. to say. Like, you can't gain advantage for yourself, but I can put myself, I can't put myself at a disadvantage by telling you what I'm hitting. Yeah. I guess it's probably to avoid, like, collusion in some weird sense, but do you know what I'm saying? Like, isn't that kind of like a weird I'd, way to I'd phrase put, the like, rule? I'd put a jacket over my bag, put duct tape on the bottom, be like, oh, guys, that four iron was sick. Peel it off, it's a seven. I'd be like, shh. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, but, just weird circumstances. Yeah, um, but that is what it is. So, unfortunately for Jordan Spieth, he was not around for the weekend. Um, and, uh, yeah, that was it. I mean, Hideki shot a hell of a fucking round on Sunday. That was, it was sick. Cantlay and Shoffley just were an awful group to watch final group to watch just so boring like just like boring and that's like that defines both of them too you know what i mean like i i I sent a text earlier that day that i got off of twitter from somewhere that uh patrick cantley's average round four um scores this year is like a 74 and a half now no i saw that it's it's only been like four or five events three or four events or now four or five um so it's not like a huge that but uh still you gotta step it up on sunday man five five shot lead you gotta be kidding me hideki was 130 to one going into sunday god i wish he was he was firing yeah and honestly i think that worked so for fantasy spoiler alert i came in first this week but i think hideki charging and pat and Cantlay not winning probably allowed me to catapult into first because I forget who was behind me, but he had like five guys in the top 10. And if Cantlay had just like played how he did and somebody else, like Zal Torres won or like somebody like that won, I don't think it would have allowed me to hop into first. But because Hideki charged so much, made all those birdies, got into first while Cantlay stayed top 10 too, I think that allowed me to win. Yeah, you barely beat Drew. <clears throat> um, yeah, it was it was tight, like two and a half points. Um, he yeah he had five guys in the top ten, um, crazy, which is like rag t- a couple ragtag guys too. Like there were some random ones in there, if I remember correctly. But um, well, I mean, Eric Cole, Adam Hadwin, Kurt Kitayama, Luke List, Scotty Scheffler, Will Zalatoris. I mean, like Luke List seems like a random guy to be in a top 10 in an elevated event. Yeah. Hadwin, like he's been playing decent, but it's not like he's like coming in top 10 in elevated events all the time. You know what I mean? There's like a couple of guys that were in there that I was like, oh, that's sick week for them. Yeah, no, <clears throat> you're not wrong. Five top 10s is. It's, it's absurd. <clears throat> that's, that's sick. I don't think we've had that yet so far. So yeah, Kev came in first, Drew placed once again, and then Mike Price shot himself up in the third. Um, and that was huge on Kev gained 22 points, uh, on the group, uh, this year, everybody and launch him into third place. Everyone 
had movement in the league but me. Everyone. Everyone really? went up or down. John down one. Zito up six and a half. You up 22. Jared down seven and a half. Price up three. Nelly down eight and a half. Pat down seven. Kenny down seven. Johnny up one and a half. Shoot a Jack down two. Me, nothing. That's I can't, so funny. I can't fucking do a damn thing. I, I was pretty pissed. Pretty pissed. Yeah. And ended up uh, coming in fifth place. Uh, just a bunch of scrubs, really. Just a bunch of scrubs. And uh, that's what we're going to see this week in Mexico. Um, hopefully my team I... can show up. I've got a couple guys who are towards the top of the leaderboard in terms of favorites uh, with Tony Finau and Taylor Pendrith. So I'm hoping That's that nice. I, uh, they just go one and two with Ryan Fox, maybe a top 10. And then Alejandro Tosti could maybe uh, make the cut. Just make the cut for me. Just give me some. I break. somehow have a full roster just like that was sitting on my team to, to put out this week. That shows your team strength there, Kev. That definitely shows the strength well, that you have on your team. You want, uh, you want the, no, that's not good. It's not good. Who are your who are, who are your big name guys that you have in it? I guess I could look myself. That I have. So I have Nikolai Hogart, Hogart that's solid. who's probably yep. like a top three odds guy, honestly. Um, EVR, uh, Garrett Higo, Ben Coles, Patrick Rogers, and Jonathan Vegas. So nobody really – it's really like Nikolai and EVR. And no, but you know Patrick what I'm Rogers saying? seemed like he was good great. last year, but I don't know what he's doing this year. You got a great-looking bench. Yeah, my bench looks great. Great um, looking bench. Yeah. I'd like if one of them could play every once in a while. But uh, you know who else looked really good last week? Harry English. Look at him making some charges. Yeah. You know, um, it does seem that everyone but the people that are on my team are playing well. Um, so I'm glad for <laughs> glad for the game of golf. Um, and, you know, unfortunately not too happy about my team. So um, our bets last week, um, I actually don't need to look any of them up. I'm almost positive. Wait a minute. Where are my tabs? Where are my tabs? Oh, my gosh. Okay, no, we're good. We're, we're, woo, don't do that to me. All right, we are, tabs are back. Wait a minute. Where's the pick them? Ah, uh, I was down on the golf side. This spreadsheet's fucking huge. God forbid I have more than one. Um, all right, I had Scotty Scheffler top twenty. That was a lock. That hit. Um, we're just gonna count that as a win. Justin Thomas, he missed the cut, dickhead. Uh, Ludwig Aberg. I don't really actually remember where he finished. Top twenty, tied nineteen, something like that. I don't remember either. Yeah. So wait, was this your parlay that you put in? Yeah, Justin Thomas fucked me. <clears throat> uh, Tiger Woods to make the cut. You know, apparently it's a loss. Uh, I don't know if Life in the Rough audience feels that way, but we're going to count that as a loss. Morikawa over Homa. This looked great to start the tournament, let me tell you. Um, I should have just switched all my bets. You wouldn't have remembered. I could have made these all winners. Um, <laughs> see, that's why people need to sign their fucking scorecard. Morikawa yeah. um, <laughs> over Homa looked good early on, and then Morikawa kind of fell off. Actually, I think Morikawa only lost to Homa by one or two strokes. Um, yeah, well, also Homa turned it on a little bit too. Like he played like shit the first day, and then I think day two he had like he was like five or six under. Yeah, uh, yeah or maybe that was the weekend. Too. I don't remember, but um, and I'm just Kev said he went three and zero, so I I didn't bother to look. But uh, Cantlay over Thomas in round one that sounds like an easy hit because Thomas I think was like two over or something like that. Uh, they might have been first and last. Like <laughs> they. 
Oh, that's that's solid. That that's what you want to see with your bets. Yeah. Uh, Harris English over Bo Hostler uh, for the tournament, and then Tommy Fleetwood over Tom Kim. Um, I was actually pleasantly surprised to see that Tony Fleetwood, Tony Fleetwood, uh, Tommy Fleetwood ended up with a, a top ten finish. Um, oh yeah, I think he had a big Sunday, which was pretty dope. Well, he yeah, I think he was four under or uh, three under on Sunday, but he was t twelve. For like a few hours, and then at the end of the day, when everything settled, I look. I was like, "Shit, T ten, let's go!" First T ten, T first T ten of the year for Team Ackley, uh, uh, two time reigning champ, um, looking to three peat like the greats, Kobe, Michael Jordan, never LeBron. Um, you know, it's a big. Uh, is that accurate? Has LeBron three peated? I don't know. Yeah, I'm, yeah. Um, you have the league right where you want us, though. You're you're just lurking in the shadows, just ready. You're, I, I mean, I made that twenty-two point jump. You're you're due. You're ready to come. You're ready. Oh to come yeah, to the yeah. Boys. No, sure. It. I'm I'm due, and that's what that's essentially what I'm doing. Um, that's essentially what I'm doing for uh, for our pickums too. I'm just you know sitting at one and five, just yeah, just like a uh, a panther. Or a, a jungle cat, a ju- just a jungle cat, because it could be many different cats. Um, just ready to pounce, pounce on my prey. Not yeah, I think any cat would suffice for the for that analogy. But yeah. yeah, but like a house cat, I you could just move. I mean, like if a cat, a house cat jumped on you like from three, four feet away, you could just like sidestep it. But if a fucking jungle cat that's, that's like as that's tall fair. as you, like it could, it, it it throws those arms out there, like. You better spin move around that bitch. Uh, all right, we're getting yeah. off. We're getting off topic here. Um, do you have? Oh, yeah, I remember. This. So what? What events is this week? Mexico, not the Honda. Mexico. Damn. Um, you boys like Mexico? Um, my mom's sending me obituaries. That's great. Um. All right, so I didn't go with any matchups. Um, okay. Layers when on I, me. Let's see what we got. When I looked, there were only like twelve matchups available through DraftKings. Yeah. Um, and I didn't like them. Uh, they were pretty much just okay. all, all, all like even, even sort of even Stevens. So I'm just gonna hammer out some uh, finishing positions. We're gonna go with uh, Steven Yeager uh, for a top twenty position. Um. Is it minus 120? No, uh, plus 125. Um, okay. T20. Um, next, we're going to take the favorite, Mr. Finau, uh, top 20 parlayed with Brandon Wu, uh, top 40 at okay. plus 154. We're just cooking. We're, guys, if these hit, these are these are all plus money. Don't tell me it's nothing funny. Boom, boom, boom. Um, and last but not least, oh, these are I'm going three for three. I know I'm going three for three unless this guy fucks me. Um, Seaborn Olsen, uh, top 40, Taylor Pendrith, top 40, parlayed together, plus 102. We gave you who three. was the first guy? Seaborn Olsen. Oh, Thorbjorn, Thorbjorn, yeah, Thor, okay, Thor. all right, Thor, you just cut out a little bit. I couldn't hear. Thor. Thor Bjorn. No, I don't. I don't believe. I, I think I. But I, I believe I just butchered his name, and that's probably where the confusion came from. Thor Bjorn, Thor Bjorn, 
the Thor the Thorberg Olsen. Okay. And you have him combined with who top? Taylor what? Pendrith. Okay. Um, which okay. is risky business. Uh, two guys in my parlays are also on my team, Finau and Pendrith. So um, very risky business. But guys, listen, um, that's what gambling is. And I'm not going to read you a hotline where you can find help for gambling because I don't fucking care. Um, and we're not sponsored. So okay. uh, d- don't tell my bets. If you do, um, you probably are losing. But this week we're on track to win. Actually, just parlay all those together. You could probably get like ten bucks to win like three thousand. So yeah, um, be good to go. thank me later. Okay, I'll 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 um I'll go with mine. I'll start with one that um has one of your guys in there. I have Nikolai Hoygaard to beat Thorbjorn Olison for how are you gonna say one. how are you gonna deliver it like that? One of your guys is involved. You're betting against him. That's not like one of your guys, man. Same team. Awesome. You're you're betting against my guy. That's why I said it involves one of your guys, and he's getting a bet against. Um, I also, I'm going to be honest with you. I thought all three of my bets were for the whole tournament, and apparently all three of them were just for round one. So, um, oops. Um, So I have that. I then have, that's minus 120. All of mine are minus money. Um, I then have Emiliano Grillo to beat Aaron Rye for round one. Minus 135. And then I have Patrick Rogers to beat Austin Eckro round one. Minus 125. All right. All right. All right. Um, Going to be such a fun event down in Mexico. Um, wish I was there. Um, you know, I actually got an email about uh, the Punta Cana Corrales um, event. Okay. In the Dominican. And uh, I don't know. Might be worth a trip. Might be worth a trip. Does oh, you might be going. Why Are you not? playing or, or, or just spectating? Um, I probably spectate. I probably fly private, though. Um, <laughs> I, I got okay. a, uh, I got a promo code for uh, Next Jets. Um, I don't even think I said the company right. Next Jet? Net Jets. Net, Net, Jets. Net Jets. Yeah, I got a promo code. Um, so it drops it down from like 50,000 to like 44 Dude, and a half. When I see some commercials come up on Golf Channel, I'm like, there's guys watching this that are just in such a different tax bracket than I am. Oh, that, God. That they're advertising for. Like, the fact that NetJets, like, you know rich dudes are watching the Golf Channel if you're I know. advertising your service on it. Um, I think it but, all the time when I'm watching golf. I'm like, I, I actually, I notice it a lot. Like, Courtney will be watching some some shows on Bravo and, like, the how they target their audience with commercial like all her commercials are about like um trying to sell people supplements essentially like do you have this why don't you see a doctor about this let, let us sell you yeah this. yeah like on golf it's just like wealth like they're like ricky fowler is just like oh let me tell you about rocket mortgage i'm on the golf course and i just put in an offer on a house and the house is like when you look at his phone it, the house is only like three hundred thousand dollars like i'm sorry ricky fowler isn't buying a mobile home for people in the community, like Ricky, right. Ricky Fowler's pool house costs more than three hundred thousand um, dollars. But yeah, like the private jet commercials, the Rolex commercials. Like I'm just like, 
<clears throat> let me tell you, this shit ain't for me, but I'm here for the product. I am here yeah. for the product. Um, Hell yeah. I do when whenever I see those, like, yeah, you know what? I actually am wondering how I can book a private flight because my other private flight is delayed. Like, what? <laughs> I don't even want to know what the cost would be to fly private. Like, like, oh, we want to go to Alabama. I wonder what the, the cost to fly private would be. It's got to be ridiculous. Yeah. You know? So what I've, oh, shit. And I'm, I'm, the company is escaping me right now, but I've heard advertisements for it back in the day. Um, maybe it was on Victory the Podcast, the Entourage Podcast. But it's essentially, it's a private jet that you book um, with like, I don't know, up to, 12 friends and they only go okay. out of certain airports like Vegas, oh, LAX. I know um, what you're talking they, about. I can't think and of it, the name it ends up being so like you get, you're, you're going out of a private airport entrance. You're not going through TSA. You're, um, you're going to be on the runway. You're going to be walking onto the plane yourself. And it ends yeah. up being maybe like a couple grand, a ticket um, instead of, because you're sharing the experience with, yeah, and, versus fifty, and I don't grand. know what the inside looks like. It could just be right. two seats, two seats. But um, I remember hearing about that and thinking that's that's cool. But most of the places, it seemed like they were like an hour and a half long flights. So right, I, like you can I, drive. If I want, <laughs> yeah. The thing is about that, if I was gonna pay like that much for the experience, I'd want to like, hey boys, let's have a three hour flight. Like let's throw some dice not that i even throw dice but like i i need to get we need to get high enough where we can start putting down the down the aisle here yeah. i need to drain and putts at thirty thousand feet um yeah i don't remember what it was called but uh there's options i mean hey kev listen i i i feel like we should have a golf trip uh come up sometime courtney was just mentioning i mean this is a while away but she's like i think for your 40th you should definitely go on like a huge golf trip with your guys like uh like a once in a lifetime thing and i was like well the thing i'm turning 40 is i do only turn that once and she's like where would you want to go and all these different places are coming to my mind i'm like scotland would be sick but i was like i don't know their food might suck um yeah like i abandoned yeah so that's the thing i think um and it would probably need to be a full week like i wouldn't want to leave any stones unturned um pretty selfish on my behalf asking my friends to do that but Maybe we even parlay it with the Masters. Who knows? Maybe just crush the Georgia Carolinas region uh, for a week and then strut, struttle, strode, strut, strut, strut on into uh, Augusta like National. Yeah, I like well, that. I'd be, definitely would be strut. I'll be in. Whenever that gets planned, let me know. And I'm in. Yeah. I'll start saving now. Yeah, we've got time. We, we've got a few years. Yeah. Turn 36 this year. So perfect. All right. That's good. It's good to know. I'll, I'll put that into an interest-bearing account. I love that. I mean, the Masters might be a bit much, but I mean... Well, the tough part with the Masters is you also have to confirm you get... Well, I guess you don't need to win the lottery. You can always buy Masters tickets, but like if you're taking a week-long golf trip with a bunch of guys, they're spending thousands of dollars anyway, so then trying to spend a couple grand on Masters tickets is going to be... It's going to be a pricey situation. It might just yeah. be worth getting a private jet. Yeah, well, or that... that or start a fake fundraiser and uh try to get some tickets <laughs> to us yeah um, yeah that would be nice yeah that'd be sick that'd be sick um no guys we wouldn't actually do that but um 
Yeah, no, so that's great. Uh, I've got that to look forward to in like four and a half fucking years. Um, but in the meantime, I uh, I went on a trip last year, obviously to the Masters, but it was a golf trip. It was also a golf trip. We spent five days down there, one day at Augusta, four days golfing, six rounds of golf. It was amazing. Actually, seven, six. No, six rounds of golf. One round on Monday. One round on Tuesday, Masters on Wednesday, 36 on Thursday, 36 on Friday. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was just great. It was a great amount of golf. And I think that might be the play. Um, not necessarily. Um, I don't I don't know where. Um, obviously, if it was close, you know, somewhere fun enough to drive that could cut into a little expensive. Sure. Why not? But uh, listen, I got. I got miles for a reason. And if we need to spend them, uh, we need to spend them. Uh, I yeah. Just, the, I, the art of the golf trips are really interesting thing too, because you really need to get a group of people that are aligned on what you're doing. Like some yeah. people want to go to like a really popular area. They want to play, go for like five days, play three or four of them, play one round those days and then go do other shit. Or you have guys probably like you and me, that they want to go somewhere for four or five days. They want to play 36 multiple of those days, at least 18 every single day, and just play as fuckload of golf. They don't give a fuck if they have to wake up early, grab lunch on the way to the next round, and just go grab like a cheap dinner and then get back, hit the hay and get back up in the morning. It's like you got to find the right people for the trip you're planning, you know? Yeah. And I and, and I think there could be an in-between as well. Um, You know, maybe 36, then 18 the next day, and then... Sure. Maybe you do something in the evening and then 36 the next day and that, but yeah, no, I, I agree. Um, definitely multiple days of 36 holes are necessary. Um, would want to play different courses, but, uh, yeah, I mean, understanding unless your first rounds at even if you're, well, no, if you're, if you're teeing off at 6am, um, you could grab a bite to eat in the clubhouse probably after yeah. before your next tea time. But you know, if you're teeing off at nine o'clock, uh, getting done around noon, uh, one o'clock, uh, you're not going to really have time to put anything down than a dog at the turn or something like that. A quick meal from a uh, Chick-fil-A, but, uh, yeah. before getting to your next tea time, which I will say, I don't love that part about 36. Um, at least w- in this hypothetical golf trip that we're going, there would be more golf courses around in the area. We try to do it up here. It might be, you know, 30 minutes to the next golf course you're going to play and to try to eat in between. You're like, shit, well, I only have an hour and 15 minutes on my next tea time, but I need to grab some food. I'm also a half hour away from the clubhouse. Like it just sucks yeah. feeling rushed that way. Um, especially you have to, there's like options, right? Like you could find a place that has, 36 holes at it or a place that had maybe they have it's like a Stanley they have 27 or you could play 18 on a really nice course in the morning and then go maybe there's like an executive course or a part three or maybe like there's a place that has lights that you can go and just like fuck around bring a bunch of beers kind of thing just to like play golf but like be a little bit more relaxed kind of situation yeah but you're right like in, in some light some night golf too that would be that'd be fun um or even like some pop stroke or something like that, like something yeah. to, to keep it interesting. Um, but yeah, no, such a great idea. When we did 36, both uh, days we were at resorts and they had um, multiple 
golf courses. So it was right. uh, like you said, easy to do there to just hop onto the other one. Um, yeah. And they'll usually like coordinate with you too. You'll be like, Hey, like I want to play this course in the morning, this place in the afternoon, we want to have time for lunch in between. And they'll like work with you and they'll give you like tea times that will line up and, and, and all that kind of stuff. So that, that makes it nice. But um, you're, you're right though. Like, especially up here, like there's not really a lot of places like that. So now you, you have, have to, to plan it out. You have you to drink. But I'm interested. I think we could easily get a a good a good group of guys. Um, but no, I agree with you. Um, and you also need to keep in mind, like it's tough. Like I almost feel like six might be the perfect number instead of eight, and go off in like two threesomes. Um, yeah, eight eight can just be tough for like we got to get multiple Ubers. We've got to get call three hours ahead for a day. Well, I guess an eight top isn't that difficult for reservations. It's just, I, it always sucks on bachelor parties or yeah, pretty much bachelor parties. The only time I'm going away with a shit ton of people and you're like, all right, well we need to order three Ubers. Who's ordering them. And then like one shows up now and then the other doesn't show up for 15 minutes. And then like, it can just be a clusterfuck trying to coordinate everything. Um, but yeah, I would say six to eight people um, and keep it at an even number, I think is a perfect totally golf group. Four's fine. Totally four, four's fine. If you, if, but all four of you guys need to really be on the same page about what you're doing. Um, yeah, I would agree with that. Yeah. So I, yeah, I'd say four, yeah. six or eight. I think that, that those are the perfect numbers because you can still work with teams of three teams of two. So. Uh, yeah, no, I, I agree with that. That's, that's a sweet spot. Well, We'll have to get we'll have to get something planned. Um, I know I'm trying. I want to get like a little like a, a long weekend type situation here in the Northeast. So, I um, you you played at a variety. Like you've gone to like New Hampshire. You've gone to Vermont. You've gone to different places. Where where have you gone outside of like you know like Connecticut and Massachusetts, for example? That like you've really enjoyed golf courses that you'd be like oh I'd go there for a long weekend. So, but well, so the tough the caveat is that is it would need to be close, right? Because yeah. if you're going for a long weekend, you'd want to be driving. Um, yeah. I mean, it, it honestly, it wouldn't be Vermont for me. I did not enjoy. I don't enjoy mountain golf. Um, yeah. It just, on top of it being very tight, if you don't really know the course, you have no fucking idea where you're hitting the yeah. ball. And, yeah. like, that sucks. Um, so I don't love mountain golf. I mean – there's a bunch of places I was um, Catskills are in New York, right? Yeah. Yeah. I went, I went to the Catskills. This probably was, it's not even 10 years ago by now um, for a golf tournament. And I stayed up there for a whole weekend and we played 18 holes, then 36 holes and then another 18 holes. It was fun. Um, A buddy invited me. It was through like his work. Do you know where you went? Like what courses you played? I want to say it was near a casino. Oh, did you didn't go? Oh wait, you probably went to Resorts World Catskills. You didn't go to Turning Stone, right? I I really couldn't tell you. Um, Turning Stone's a sick destination. They have oh no, this wasn't any. This course wasn't anything special. Um, Okay, not that it was shitty, but it it was the same course every day. Uh, It just wasn't anything crazy. yeah, I'm sure New York, Massachusetts, we could find some great spots. The the most fun I had playing different golf courses was was in Myrtle Beach. Um, actually, yeah. I sh- I wouldn't say it. I'll I'll actually say Georgia was 
I had more fun just because uh, in Myrtle mm-hmm. Beach, I was alone. Uh, in yeah. Georgia, I was at least playing with John and Jack. Um, but yeah, golf in the South is it's yeah. just different. You know what? Maybe Rhode Island. There's a bunch of good golf courses. That's a good golf course in Rhode Island. Sure is. Um, make I'm surprised you don't get out and play in Rhode Island more. Just because like, you're not that far away. No, we're an hour and a half from Rhode Island. Not bad at all. Um, uh, no, sorry. We're like an hour and a half from Newport. Um, right. Yeah, my parents, when I grew up, I'm 45 minutes from, we're probably an hour from the border of Rhode Island. Uh, if we, yeah. No, there's a ton of good golf courses just over the border. Yeah, um, yeah we could de- – and uh, probably a lot easier to make a trip, maybe bring the ladies, have them yeah. watch my daughter. Um, yeah, no, <laughs> I, it, we've, we've definitely got some options. Jersey, New York, Rhode Island, Massachusetts. Um, plenty of options. Yeah, plenty of options. So, Kev, I got to tell you about um, virtual golf real quick. So – Oh yeah, Nate and I are crushing it. Let me tell you. Well, we're still in last place, um, but we have a lot of heart. Um, and okay. I, think, I think I think that's important. Um, I think that's what's most important um, about being able to well, play. No, actually, it's not. So we played uh, the old course at St Andrews uh, this week. Oh. Oh, actually, that's the worst simulator golf course. It's so opinion. boring. It's just yeah. the, the greens are really hard, but I, I don't think like there's no trouble to get to the greens really, unless right. Yeah. But so, then once you're there, you can four putt, no problem. For sure. So, anyways, let me just bring you back real quick. Uh, Nate played TPC Scottsdale. He had to make that roundup. Um, yeah. And he ended up. We ham and egged it so well. Like, first hole, he bogeyed. He's like, fuck. I was like, dude, don't worry. I parred for a birdie. He's like, don't fucking tell me. I was like, all right, Nate, I won't. And then the next hole, he parred. I was like, sick. I doubled that. Uh, I, yeah. I I was just keeping it to myself. But essentially, we tied on one hole. I had the better score on four holes. He had the better score on four holes. And Maybe. we shot a net 28. What? Yeah. So a net uh, net eight under. Uh, so we'll see how that plays. Um, now I've got an even better story for you. Um, so Nate and I played the old course. Uh, we were matched up against a, I was getting six strokes. This guy, Pepin was getting six strokes. Nate was getting four strokes. And this other guy, Tyler was getting eight strokes. Um, Tyler who got eight strokes ended up shooting one over par. So that was really yeah, so that was yeah. really good for him. Uh, he ended up mm-hmm. with a net 29. Um, myself, I ended up with three birdies. Um, I just fucking roll in the rock, kid. Roll in the yeah. rock. Yeah, yeah. I, I ended up with three birdies. I shot one under gross. Okay. Um, for a net 29 also. Um, Nate shot... Nate had two birdies and an eagle. Dude, his eagle was so sick. It was like a 59-foot putt. Like It was fucking filthy. Uh, or yeah, no, maybe, maybe, maybe it was 40 feet. I don't know. It was, it, yeah, it, yeah, it was sick regardless. Um, no, I think it was closer to 60, yeah. So, and be it, all these were on like separate holes. So, like, yeah. me and Nate ended up shooting. Um, I just want to be clear. I'm not going to count it up right now, but I have it in... 
So Nate and I ended up shooting a net 25 on a par par 36. 11 strokes better than par. What the other guys you played against shoot? Well, they beat us, so that was cool. We lost at a net 25. So here's That's the crazy. here's what sucks. I'm pretty sure you only get points each hole. So like they like parred when Nate eagled. Yeah. So like even though we yeah our score was fucking better. Uh, yeah. So that sucked. Um. So the guy who was a six ended up shooting a 42, six over. Um. Oh. Uh. But the guy who was an eight. Shot one over. Um, it was a tough look, one man. Under, I thought one over. I was one under. Nate, oh, was, wow. Nate, Nate was three under. Gross. <laughs> Holy shit! Yeah, Nate. Nate was firing. Nate was firing, and he had a bogey. Um, oh, yeah, man. yeah. It was it was a round for the boys. Um, I was very pleased. I mean, I had I had fourteen putts. Um. Uh, Nate had 15 putts. Um, that's solid for nine holes. That's definitely, yeah, that's definitely what you want. My uh, Kev figured something out with the driver. Figured something out with the driver. Oh, let me tell you. So tell what I noticed, it. I'd line up ball right in the center of the driver face, and then I'd hit the fucking ball, and it would go, Shweep! and I'm like, you know, I feel like I'm hitting it closer to the hosel, um, closer yeah. to the heel. Uh, why don't I put the ball on the toe? And then swing it. And holy golly shit, if I didn't find the center of the fucking club face, got my driving average up to 223 and a half, up from probably like. Yeah, like last time it was like 205 or something, yeah, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, felt pretty good. Felt pretty fucking good about it. Um, so, so is that your new thing? Oh, we're, we're going to try. We're, okay. we're going to try to work it out. And then. It. Hopefully we'll get closer and closer to the center of the fairways and I won't, or maybe I'll just look like fucking Sahit the Gala, the opposite end. And you think I'm going to snap my driver every time. Well, I, it, it sounds it, like it, you're not just hitting it more accurately. You're hitting it further. Yeah. And, and that's the thing. Like, it, it just sounds better. Like yeah. it just, so good things are happening. I hit uh, five fairways, six greens. Uh, okay. I mean, it wasn't the seven greens that Nate hit, but um yeah, no, I was pretty pumped. Uh, felt good. I mean, we lost. Right, so you got dialed well. in then. You yeah. Got, oh yeah. We, me I'm and Nate are dialed in in last place. Well, I'm, we're it's just it's fun. We, we we're probably gonna get some skins money hopefully. Um, but yeah, we fucking lost. So that's uh that that wasn't that great. Um, but hey, we'll get them next week. That's what we say every week. But uh. I don't know. I'm pretty excited for the men's club season to come. I, I just registered last week. I think uh, my nice. buddy Dennis Anicelli, a friend of the program, was also previously in the fantasy golf leagues. Uh, he'll be a new member at at Blackledge this year. And Kev, you know, I'm actually pretty pleased. Well, very pleased about uh, about Dennis joining the league. But uh, they they were ideally setting the, the 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 cap at 325 people for the men's league. Well, we're actually going to be at 267 this year. Huge. That's huge. That's that, great. That, that's, it's great. So we, we have got 234 returning members, and we have 33 new members. So um, 
I'm I'm really looking forward to meeting all of you and welcoming you to our club. Uh, if you are listening, what sort of what sort of hazing takes place at the for the new members? Well, if I encourage them to attend the spring social on Friday, March eighth, um, where okay. you know they have the opportunity to meet and greet uh, with other members, and uh, you know the hazing can commence there. Um, nice. Like, hey, let me save your seat. It only costs a raffle ticket, and then you take the raffle ticket, and then you hopefully win something. No, I uh, not not much hazing going on. That usually happens on the first tee box uh, when we just talk shit to each other. Um, but I've got a pretty good record for getting my name called. Um, you always win the waffles. Yeah, I, I I've got some pretty good luck. Um, so looking forward to that. Um, next month, I, it, it's less than a month away. Is my spring social for the men's club. We're sitting here one week away from March, essentially. Um, yeah, God, that's gosh. nice. Spring, wait, spring social is on the eighth. It's this place is clean. God, I'm so. Um, bad. have you? Maybe you'll be able to start completing your your wedge set. Have you ever used that Vokey that you won? Oh yeah, I keep it in the oh, back. Yeah. I've been oh, you using do? it. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I I hit with it. I I I uh I benched, if you will, uh the uh the bomb tech fifty six. I just, I mean, and it's psychotic. I didn't like put a magic grip on it yet. I yeah. There there might even still be a sticker towards the bottom, but no, I I like it. I've I mean, I've certainly hit some shitty shots with it, but. Um, I'm going to put it in play and possibly add to it. The only thing, um, and I, I I guess I just need to talk to a professional about it is with that set, there's so many different grinds that like, I don't know what I'm supposed to get or like, not just the grind, the bounce number. Like I can't have nine different options for a 52. Like you can't do that to me. Like I need, I don't don't fucking do that to me. Dude, so um, it's funny you say it. that's actually what I like. So I have the Cleveland wedges now and I got them must have been I think it was beginning of last year that I got them maybe the year before. But that's kind of what I liked about selecting them was they don't have all of like they have like Titleist and I forget the other brands that have it. They have all of the different bounce options, but also all the different grind options. So like each grind will have like two different bounce options within it, right? So like there's so many variables and you really need to get fitted for them. The Cleveland's that I got, they just had high, mid and low bounce basically. So there wasn't a ton of options and I knew I wanted a low bounce 60 of the other two. I like didn't really like care. So I was trying to find the matching either like mid or high. I forget exactly what I got, but I, I know what you're talking about because there's like they have like eight different grinds. Yeah. And you, I just, you don't know what they mean or what you need. It's, it's, right. it's based off like your area too. Like it, it's tough. Yeah. 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 So I need to, I need to get that fixed out. Cause last thing I want to do is, you know, buy one. Then someone's like, <laughs> the D grind for on the 52, bro. <laughs> what are you yeah. D grinder? And I'm like, Oh, what the fuck? I, Right. Well, that's the thing too. Like they're not cheap. And the last thing you want to do is spend the money to, to get another one. And then like you grab it and you're like, this just like feels weird. This isn't doing what I want it to do. And right. Um, so I, I know, I know what you're saying. Yeah, Might but, be a, might be a uh, wedge fitting in the, in the future. You know, what sucks too? a wedge fitting probably you know, 130 plus throw some grips on it. So I'm looking at like almost, you know, $400 for a new set of wedges. You can get new irons for like, double that and you get twice as much like i'm paying more for wedges than you would for single irons oh yeah i mean i don't know it's, well, of irons, it's probably more like 1200 bucks i feel like is what you're seeing for you're, you're getting new irons for 800 bucks 
Well, I guess how many iron like pitching wedge, nine iron, eight iron, seven iron, six iron, five iron. That's seven clubs. Yeah, and they're usually about iron. they're usually about like at least like 150 a club. Oh, when I bought my uh when I bought my uh Sim Max, I think they were 109. Let me just go like I'm just gonna do like a really quick look on uh it's gonna go to iron sets on the uh, yeah, I'm just saying for a four iron to a pitching huh. wedge, it's only seven clubs. So I mean yeah. if, you, if you have a a fifteen hundred dollar set, that you're talking about like two hundred and fifteen dollars. Yeah, iron. okay. Yeah, the, the new tailor made QI irons for five through pitching wedge would be nine fifty. So okay, not not that far off. For six clubs. Yeah, that's that's the tough part with those fitting. Like, obviously, when you go for a fitting, you end up getting, like, perfectly fit. But then, you know, those upgraded shafts, you just always hit those better. And then like, oh, by the yeah. time you walk out, you're like, $1,800? What happened? They're just fucking with a monitor. Yeah, exactly. Um, But, yeah, all right. Well, maybe you'll get a little wedge fitting in your future. Then that'll be nice. I, I, I might need it for the boys' trip. TBD. Yeah. TBD. A T lot of TBD going on here. I might need to get a new driver for the boys' trip. I don't know. Dude, that's I really don't need a new driver, but I just keep telling myself it's going to solve all my problems. So thing is, you have a nice driver, so like you can cut the price of the new driver in half. Like, think it's a huge coupon. No, my driver's too old to get like a good trade in value on it. How I got my driver like three years ago, but that's the problem. Like the, these brands, they come out with brand new drivers every year. So now it's like three generations old. And not wrong. Yeah, I've looked it up. I've looked up like the trade-in value. It's like under a hundred dollars. What? All right. Yeah. How bad do you think this is gonna piss me off? I guarantee it. Are you gonna go to PGA Value Guide for your driver? Yeah, I mean, I'm very happy with my driver, but um, yeah. What uh, what do you think it's worth? What do you have? The Stealth One or Two? The first one. And you, but I have the what most. You, what was it worth new? Five six five fifty or six hundred. Five fifty. I'd be I'd be willing to bet that a trade in value on yours is between one fifty and two hundred dollars. So rude. What do you think it is? I, no, I don't disagree with you. Um, it, it, I don't. No, it won't. I don't think it would really be less than that. Um. Choose brand, tailor made. Think you're going to be like really upset with what the number is, basically. Well, I'm not going to get rid of it, but I, I, I think you're absolutely right. Like, it's just going to be. They can only sell it for so much. Like, there's three new model or two new models between that and this one. Like, they're going to sell it used. Like, even the like the new Sims are being sold for four hundred dollars still. You know what I mean? So, like, a used. I don't know. I, I don't. I think it's gonna be like one fifty to two hundred on traded value. So I have the Stealth Max Graphite Shaft Quality One Boat. Ah! <laughs> what is it? What, did, I, did I overshoot it? Was it one twenty five? Add to add to traded cart or no thanks. One hundred twenty three dollars. Yeah, see, it's it's crazy, man. And that and that's the website that like everywhere uses for their traded value too. So you can. That's the nice thing about that website you can look it up you could probably sell it for 200 bucks if you wanted but if people yeah, are on, there's so many places eBay. to buy used clubs that people aren't really like going to like some random guy to buy a used stealth you know what i mean 
yeah, on eBay the Stealth Plus is two fifty used. Yeah. Oh, up to three hundred, but I would go yeah. for the cheapest. eBay is tough too. Like you could go try to sell it on eBay, but the problem with eBay too, it's like people are trying to. They're gonna buy from like reputable sellers, right? Or like people like have like a bunch of reviews. You saying, I know that's fuck, what I look for. What you saying here. about me, Kev? I'm reputable as shit. I'm not saying uh, shit. I'm just saying I posted my my old Titleist irons. I had posted on Facebook Marketplace for like almost two years, and nobody bought them. I finally ended up trading them in when I bought. Um, I want to say it was when I bought my three wood, but I could be wrong about that. Yeah, the trade the, the trade in market is is brutal. Good thing I don't need a new driver yeah. just yet. See how see how my men's club pro shop credit works out this year. Now oh, I, yeah. I I'd probably go new irons before I went new driver. Um, my thick because yeah. I bought the irons like four years ago. Actually, just four years ago, I got them during. COVID. I like. Yeah, I just got irons a year or two ago too. My only thing is, I've never been fit for irons, and I feel like that really makes such like a big difference. For like, if you think about it, if you're gonna get fitted for anything, that's like the most clubs in your bag. Mm -hmm. And it would be nice to just like know, like I have the best irons and shafts, and everything, and I know how far I'm hitting everything, you know. But it's also like that's the most expensive set of clubs you can get is brand new irons, you know. So. Yeah, I feel like I uh -huh. have a much better swing now than I did when I got fitted. Um, so, mm -hmm. and I might have had like a pre-determined bias to, that I like tailor made, but like I, I think I would want to go to a fitter. Um, and I maybe at the time Chris Cody's was just more Ping Callaway tailor made. I don't, I don't know, but I think I want to test out more more irons you know give me a give me a little more ping love give me some mizuno love let me see uh let me see, how everything let me is. see if i'm a callaway guy i don't think so because i don't like their gear but uh i mean i like taylor uh tiger woods and his fucking taste and is awful so um we'll make it work one way or another listen kev and i are never short on buying new golf shit so stay tuned yeah, we'll always, we'll always throw money at the problem we'll, we'll never stop doing that so um but yeah man i think uh i think that's all i got for you this week um we'll we'll see you after the the mexico open or whatever it's called and um i'm still kevin O'Coin. the mexico open at vedanta and i'm Love ryan it. ackley life in the rough the podcast catch you next week see, see ya peace